1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game That Tune in the house. This is your host, David Fleming. With me, as always, we got John Regan. John, say what's up.
2: What's up? You know, sometime we should do Game That Tune in the park. I
1: think that'd be really nice. We always do it in the house. That's true. Now that's getting to be like spring, summertime, we can finally like go outside, enjoy the nice weather. We should do that next show. Yeah.
3: It'd be like uh, Game also- That Tune picnic.
1: <laughs> as always, we got Jesse Moore. Jesse, say hey. Hey and we do not have your boy John Harrington with us um he is not here for the show this evening hence why i am currently hosting um after our previous episode uh, about controversial games uh and the whole mario galaxy debate um we we kind of had a little bit of a split it was like captain america civil war in here we had a disagreement we had a schism we beat the shit out of each other in a german airport so He's taking a little break right now. I was expecting somebody to jump in with a comment. Fine, fair enough. If this actually, is this your first time joining it was, us here? It was on that Game bad, that soon.
3: like it was that bad, dude. Like it's, like man, I don't even know. Like David Weiland showed up. I don't know if you guys remember Surf David. I haven't seen him since. Like <laughs> it was bad. Like he got right in the middle, and there was an explosion, and. Ooh, it was like when uh, the Saiyan men destroyed Yamcha in Dragon Ball Z, and it was just that big crater, and he was laying in it. It's crazy.
1: This is your first time joining us on Game That Tune. What we do here, this is the Musical Guessing Game Podcast. Uh, we each pick three songs from a game. We play the songs, talk a little trivia, see who can guess the game. Uh, whoever gets the most games wins, and whoever wins gets to play a bonus song and choose the theme. Uh, I was the one who won last time, so I chose the theme of time. Either time travel, time limits, levels with bunches of clocks, games featuring time. So that's what we're working with now. And with the theme of time, I think we need to cut down on time and go ahead and get started. Johnny, game one.
0: Game one.
2: Some trivia for this game. Um, the first level of this game's story mode, Siberia, seems to be a reference to Goldeneye 007. The first level of both games are Dames in Russia and includes similar sounding alarms. Oh, and by the way, this is our fan request. <laughs> So who's got some answers for me? Let's see. We've got uh oh, David with Time Splitters. Oh, man. And Jesse with Time Splitters too. This is the original Time Splitters. Don't. So David gets the point.
1: Mm, yeah, but I okay.
2: Um. Do you not
1: want? No, the I was point? just checking up because the the trivia might have been misleading. Because I seem to remember Siberia being the first level of Time Splitters 2.
3: Yeah,
2: that's oh. what I read. Oh, son of a bitch! I looked up trivia for the wrong game. <laughs> this is wow. Okay, so you know what, Jesse, you get the point too. Because that is my say yes. hey,
1: Jesse gets a point too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That that was a very Johnny move to pull just then.
1: You know, I have never felt more like a host. That I do at this exact moment. Damn it, John. <laughs> well, cool. Time splitters. Um, maybe you've heard of it? I have heard of it.
2: I've never played it, to be honest. This is... I should—I forgot to mention. This is... Oh my god, we're so, we're so bad. We're so fucking bad without John here. This is hey, our fan request, courtesy of Emily on Facebook.
1: <laughs> we're doing alright. You're a little... You know, leaving a little left to be desired, but... <laughs> Story of my life <laughs> jesse's fucking killing wow. it you know am i <laughs> so um, jesse did you play time splitters or time splitters 2 no is it a playstation
3: 2 game it is
1: uh this was multi-platform it was playstation 2 xbox and gamecube so i obviously okay. played the gamecube version. yeah
4: okay
3: oh, i mean i remember seeing it and hearing positive things about it but i just never picked it up i guess no, the game
1: was actually really fucking fun. It was a, a first-person shooter, and it was made by a lot of the, uh, like, rare GoldenEye people and Perfect Dark. And the whole story of the game is there's, I believe it was aliens? And they got these magical crystals that let you travel through time, and they were trying to either hide them or collect them from various places. So you're trying to hunt them down and get these crystals back. So you travel throughout time to do it. So all of the levels are... One level is in Siberia during the Cold War. There's a level in Chicago in the 1930s where you're fighting gangsters. There's one in, like, an actual Aztec temple. There's one in a city in the year, like, 2534 or whatever. So, like, you travel throughout time doing first-person shooter missions. And the thing that I liked the most about it was... You collected all of your weapons throughout time. So you would actually get a Tommy gun or you would get a crossbow or you would get some weird plasma future rifle. Like it was really fucking fun.
3: That sounds really neat.
2: Now, David, you said that one level takes place in an actual Aztec temple. Are you telling me that the console manages to like warp you through time and into an actual Aztec temple? That is goddamn impressive. I knew that the PS2 had that emotion engine but I didn't know it was capable of time travel.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean like everybody gave shit on the GameCube for those tiny little discs, but you could pack some amazing stuff on those discs. It would. It was VR technology that would change your living room into an actual Aztec temple. It was insane.
2: That, Like I said, there's a key, the key phrase I'm holding onto here is actual. Like I, I just imagine <laughs> your living room turns into a temple and you've traveled back in time, and people are there to kill you, because... (laughs)
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I was just about to say, the best part is when the Aztecs attempt to sacrifice you. Or, since, you know, you look uh, extremely different than them, wearing weird clothes, you're holding electronics, they might even think that you're some kind of either god or demon or something, so you could possibly, if you play your cards right... Be able to control this uh, tribe of Aztecs and whatnot, um, or they'll just savagely kill you. And you're, that's you know hard mode. This Time Splitters was a really hard game. Okay, I I have to
1: go back and clarify. After checking, uh, you do go to the level is Aztec ruins in Guatemala. So you are actually exploring an actual Aztec temple, but it's not during the 1400s. It's in 1920. So you're basically oh. young Indiana Jones, but with firearms,
3: so it's just snakes and Nazis. Wait, Indiana, Basically, yeah. Indiana Jones had guns. He shot that one.
2: Dude.
1: Okay, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones had a gun, yeah. but he didn't have like a plasma rifle from Neo Tokyo, didn't he? He didn't should he? have.
3: He had a refrigerator.
1: <laughs> See, now I'm just wishing that one of the weapons you can get in any first-person shooter is a refrigerator that you just throw at people, <laughs> or they just hide in.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that better. There's a refrigerator in Earthworm Jim. We could just talk about famous video game refrigerators the rest (laughs) of the show. So
1: basically, you just want the Metal Gear Solid cardboard box, but it's a refrigerator instead.
3: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, a refrigerator, you can survive an atomic blast, so I mean... That's
2: my favorite uh, phrase, is nuke the fridge. You know, it's the movie equivalent of jumping the shark, and it was created specifically by that movie.
1: We'll see, and okay... We shouldn't go on this tangent, but I'm about to. I have no problems with that scene. And the reason why is because fridges at those times had lead lining, so there's a logic to it. But also, are we really going to debate logic in the same movie series where they parachute out of a plane with a giant inflatable raft and a man has his heart removed from his chest just ripped straight out?
3: Oh no, I got no problems with the refrigerator. I think it's it's funny. I mean, Like I yeah I'm not gonna I don't nitpick that movie for oh it's not scientifically accurate no it's fucking Indiana Jones I mean what do you want (laughs) I mean it's uh, he's going after this alien skull thing come on guys you know Shia LaBeouf is actually in a movie so I mean (laughs) obviously there's you know weird things going on and they're (laughs) even making fucking Indiana Jones five so that's pretty. Spectacular too. Yes, they are. David Indiana oh. Jones Five is coming to you, your theater. No. <laughs> is it going to have Harrison Ford in it, or like do they just? I'm like pretty
0: right sure, sure. Steven
3: Spielberg is, uh, you know, his all his idea. So everyone does what, with you know, King Steve says. <laughs> Still waiting for E. T. Two.
2: Man.
1: But yeah, uh, Time Splitters was fucking dope and the the multiplayer was really good again because you had such a vast bizarre arsenal and it made it a ton of fun um i wish you guys had played it i know john and i played it some and we could share memories but
3: alas oh the podcast has been torn asunder <laughs> all right well on that a very uplifting note
0: game 2
2: jesus christ
0: uh... okay so this game is my game and i forgot to
2: look up trivia uh so i'll just give you a major (laughs) hint instead which is that i'll just tell you what it is this game this game is from one of my favorite movie series of all time
0: what (laughs)
2: Okay, let's uh, see some answers. We've got David with Back to the Future 2 and 3 and Jesse with Back to the Future which I'll call close enough. This is Back to the Future 2 and 3 for the Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: What were the songs? Because I was trying to place them in Back to the Future. Uh, let's see, the first track was
2: 1985, the second track was 1885, and the third track was like just the main theme, which I think contains a little bit of the power of love, or not the power of love, gotta go okay. back in time uh, in it. Yeah. That's what it was. Gotta go back in time.
1: Yeah, there it is. There
2: yeah.
0: it is. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: That's my impression of Hugh Lewis in the news. <laughs>
1: See, if I, if I was going to do a Huey Lewis impersonation, I think I would have gone with maybe singing. But, you know, that's
0: cool. It, is he the with, one
3: that's going deaf? Uh, you know, I don't know. Is I he, don't know. Is, is he still alive? I feel like I read something about him. He's, like, going deaf and, like, he can't sing anymore. Like, it's really heartbreaking.
2: Now, we
1: a real episode of, like, <laughs> Downer Moments. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Uh, just pull up a news article cancels 2018 show due to hearing loss
3: oh, that that's sucked. really
1: depressing um but you know what's not depressing back to the future
2: well you know how i impersonate Huey Lewis in the news is i just go file lawsuits against universal to get my songs put into movies that's what i like to do when i want to impersonate
1: him no see the whole point is he wasn't trying to get his song in a movie he was trying to get it out of the movie that's oh, that, that was what the lawsuit was about really backfired he wasn't suing on him to get the job to write the music for back to the future
2: <laughs> yeah so he got i mean I don't know he he got uh you know he got songs in back to the future he got to have an old cameo in back to the future so anyways, have you guys tried playing uh this this game back to the future parts two and three
1: I've only actually played. Back to the future one on NES Ugh. and it was so bad that one I saw two and three, it's like God I'm not even gonna touch this. It
2: this is not as bad. It's still really bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of like the Goonies two in that it's probably a good game, but it's also really inscrutable and you're not really sure what you're supposed to do the whole time.
3: Basically you travel around in time collecting things, that's that's basically it. And it gets Yeah, the only only thing I've seen from it is from Angry Video Game Nerd. <laughs> Although it seems like it would be a good,
1: since they combine the two into one, it seems like it'd be easier to make this fun because you have both the future and the old west. Yeah, but you think?
2: Like, I mean, here's the thing: is that you know, for years and years and years, Back to the Future Two used to be, used to be like my favorite movie of all time. And when I try to rewatch them nowadays, like I find myself liking two and three less and less and less, and I think that they just it just doesn't translate well into a game because it, the source wasn't that, actually that great to begin with. Not like one was. Oh, you know, one should have been a pretty good game because one is a great movie, and uh, you know they had a lot of. Because cool, that
3: always adds up. <laughs> great <laughs> well, movie is oh, yes. great yeah.
2: game. True. That, yeah. Yeah, I guess going
1: let's, let's talk about great movies always making great games on the NES and bring up Ghostbusters, shall we?
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, Ghostbusters, uh, and even going outside the NES, uh, E.T., the greatest game of all time. Clearly. The, the Video Game Awards was created for E.T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm kind of running out of things to say about this game, to be totally honest. It's just really bad. So,
1: you, so, side-scrolling, platformer, Yeah, just like racing game is it a shooter for some reason like oh man that'd be good um i mean like give marty like a little future gun to like zap bullies with
3: (laughs) just like in the movie (laughs) don't you fight like weird like
2: space potatoes and stuff you know i don't remember this this game was like if i fired it up for a few minutes earlier today i was like what the fuck am i doing what is like what am i supposed to do in this game i could not figure it out it's it's weird I think you start the game in 1985A. Like, I'm not sure if you even start in the future, to be totally honest. I think you'd spend your time going around between uh, 85 alternate and 55 and the Old West.
3: Is Einstein in it?
2: Um, The dog. I was just about to ask the (laughs) scientist. Thank
0: you, you, Jesse. (laughs)
3: Uh,
2: I don't, you know, I don't recall, to be totally honest. Um... But, you know, this This leads me to a good question is, with, what is everybody's favorite Back to the Future
1: movie, and why is it Part 1? Go, David. Uh, actually, I, I still really like 2. I like the... The reason that I like 2 is because you get to see the future and, like, the interpretation of what the future will be, and I always thought that was interesting, but also because they really kind of show you what time travel is like. Just because you get to see events from the first movie, but from a different angle. And like, that's what time travel will be like. It's not just you go in back in time and oh, everything's great. It's like, no, you are there. You have to avoid yourself. And things that you do will have an immediate consequence and all that.
2: Well, well okay. So, one question is what if you went back in time and then with the full intention. Of going back in time again. Like you knew that was going to happen. So it's okay if you go back in time and meet yourself. Like. What would happen?
1: You no, know, You still create a time paradox. Which will destroy the very fabric of nature. And completely obliterate the space time continuum. Or the shock of seeing your older <laughs> self.
3: Will just cause you to pass out. This is why we should only use time travel. To go back and kill a Hitler.
2: Yes. Exactly. That's really the only good applicable use of time travel. Now. Um, oh shit, what was I going to say? I had a whole funny bit here. Uh, oh, you know, no, not a funny bit. No, you know what I don't like about Back to the Future 2 and 3 is my my main beef with the movie is they just throw in all this random shit that wasn't in the first one and kind of force it into memes, uh, or force it into like things like, like, like the whole, uh, Michael J. Fox hates being called chicken bit. Like that's not in the first one. Like it just shows up in the second one and it's in the treated like it's this well established thing like oh yeah you always hated being called chicken like what no what no that never happened (laughs)
1: like what is this
0: i think that's just because
1: they made the first movie and then didn't intend to make a sequel and then they decided to make a sequel that is one thing that always bugged me about back to the future 3 when all of a sudden doc loves jules verne like where did this come from
2: yeah that one is a little bit more understandable i guess but because like in 2 and 3 they have him get called chicken so many goddamn times and it's such an issue and it's like that and that never happened in one like, in two, I think it gets called chicken, like, eight times. And in three, I think it happens, well, like, 16 more times. I think he gets called chicken, like, 24 times over the two movies. That's, that's not a right number. Well,
3: he's in the 50s, mostly, and they don't talk like that. They have <laughs> like, different words.
1: <laughs> well, no, but I still feel like... It's been a long time since I've seen him, but I feel like in the first one, they make a point to, like, show him trying to build up his courage and everything. And then, yeah, I guess I feel like that's, they bring it up in the first movie, especially because he was supposed to go on the trip. And, um, when Biff wrecks the car, he gets really upset about it.
2: So in the first movie, they never call him chicken. They do. The kind of point of the first movie is about, you know, you should believe in yourself and be okay with putting yourself out there. Like he realizes that, and it's not really the whole point of the first movie, but he, you know, he goes back in time and realizes his dad had had the exact same attitude, like his dad writes, but he thinks uh, nobody's going to think he's good, so he's afraid to share it with people. And It's the same story with him and his band at the very beginning of the movie. He's afraid to send his demo tape out there, you know. Uh, he's afraid. I think he was afraid to even audition for the band, if I remember this right. But nobody calls him chicken, and he doesn't get pissed about it. He's always kind of like, oh, I don't know.
1: So. Well, maybe it's just a continuation of his character. The whole point of the first movie is for him to get confidence, and then the second and third is when people try to push him down. It's like, no, fuck that.
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe.
1: Maybe the overarching meta-narrative of Back to the Future, which has nothing to do with Back to the Future 2 and 3 on the NES.
2: Uh, I'm done talking about this game. (laughs) Let's not talk about the movie. Let's move on. How about the fact that Crispin Glover was not in Back to the Future 2 and 3, so they cast somebody that looks like him and put prosthetics on his face and then Chris McGlover filed a lawsuit and you're not allowed to do that anymore. Interesting thing.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. I knew that he was replaced. I didn't realize that there was a lawsuit against it. That's kind of insane. I knew that's why they kill him in the movie. Spoilers for a (laughs) 32-year-old movie at this point. Yeah,
2: Chris McGlover basically created likeness rights. (laughs) Like that's we, We can all thank him for that. That's awesome. So anyways, let's go and move on. Game 3.
1: The trivia for this game, I have two pieces of trivia. Um, I will share both if you feel that you need them. Uh, the first piece of trivia, the, one of the unlockable characters in this game is the main character's father, who was the star of a 1982 arcade game. Do you guys want the second trivia or no, feeling not. confident in your answers? It's
2: not going to help me,
1: let's be honest. All right, let's see some answers then. So, uh, John Regan says Time Penis, which is sadly incorrect. Uh, <laughs> Jesse says Mr. Driller, which we will give credit for. This is Mr. Driller Drill Spirits. Oh, cool.
2: I don't know, Mr. Joel, travel through time. Oh, no, wait. It's anything to do with time. I guess maybe it's just timed.
1: <laughs> so, the reason that I went with this is because your the whole point of the game is it's a puzzle game where you're drilling into the earth. So, you have to keep collecting air tanks so that you don't run out of breath. So, basically, the entire game is like one giant time attack mode. Because you're constantly watching the air gauge and constantly counting down how long you can stay underground.
3: Yeah, um, I haven't played this Mr. Driller, but I've, I've played Mr. Driller games in the past. Is it pretty much like that, I guess?
1: Or? Yeah, um, This was this was a launch game for the DS. And there's six total characters. And the thing that I really liked about it is because it uses both screens, you kind of have this huge playing field to go through. Uh, But the game was super, super fun. There were a couple different modes. There was like your basic puzzle mode. There was uh, like a time, an actual time attack mode. So aside from the air tanks, you had a clock you were trying to race. And then there was one called, I think it was like pressure driller or robot driller, something like that, where there's a gigantic robot chasing after you. So as you're drilling, you're trying to collect power ups that you can shoot back to damage the robot
3: that's cool i th- I think I remember that which was super, maybe I did play this one
1: it was super intense and super fun
3: yeah mr driller those games are are really fun puzzlers they're they can be really difficult but once you get into a pace and and understand what you're supposed to be doing and trying to get into those nooks to like hide from the avalanches you cause and stuff like that game gets really hectic real quick if you start making bad choices.
1: And that's that's one of the things that I love about it is it's such a weird puzzle game because it's not like matching. It's not you're just basically tunneling, but all the colored blocks are around you, so you can make the formations. And once you once you kind of get into that groove and you're just carving this perfect path lower and lower and lower, it gets very zen-like. I also really liked uh, the characters because there was the main character. Mr. Driller. Uh, there was his- it was either his sister or his girlfriend. There was his dog. Uh, it was- John's giving me a very strange look. It was a female character, and off the top of my head, I can't remember if there was relation or if it was just, like, girlfriend.
0: No, I just... Uh, there was
1: a dog, there was a robot, and then you can also get Taiso Hori, his father, the star of Dig Dug.
2: Oh, neato. I was wondering why you yeah. only named Mr. Driller and none of the other characters. <laughs> like, And then you got to Taizo Hori, but there's always, like, what's the I... dog's
1: name? Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Um, it was the other character was his older brother, and it was his friend. So there was, okay, Mr. Driller. There was his brother, Ataru. There was his friend, Anna. There was a robot, Hollinger. There was Taizo, his dad. And then Poochie, the dog.
3: <laughs> Poochie. <Pucci. laughs> And you have to keep talking about him even when he's not on screen. (laughs) Otherwise everyone
1: says, where's (laughs) Poochie? But I remember when I unlocked, because I'm pretty sure Dig Dug is like the last character you unlock. And I remember when I got him, like my mind was blown because it's such a weird random connection that they would just reference this old Namco arcade game. Uh, Mr. Driller is made by Namco as well, so it makes sense. Hmm. But as I was as I was looking for trivia and I was looking this up, apparently it goes even deeper than that. So Taizo Hori is Mr. Driller's father, he's the star of Dig Dug, and also he is the ex-husband of Kissy Masuyo, who is the heroine of a Namco arcade game called Baraduke. So there's three completely separate Namco games that are all connected through family somehow.
3: You know. Wow, that was quite a dig, <laughs> oh. and I dug it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's a super fun puzzle game, and I. I don't know. Something about the weird, like, world-building connection really stuck out to me. But if you can track it down, it's definitely worth playing. John, DS games run on the 3DS. Oh, they
3: do? Oh, Yeah. I you know should know definitely be playing Mr. Driller.
1: <laughs> I like how you now have a backlog of about 50 games because of this show.
2: Uh, we, uh, we... When we covered the shovelware, I have so much I have a huge backlog. Oh of PS god, games that's to true, yeah. There. I gotta play some quarry in the house. On our new, what was it, GTT Duds? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh god. Look forward to that. Yeah. So um, yeah, exclusive? that's all I have on Mr. Driller Drill Spirits. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody wants to add anything else, we should move on. Uh yeah, let's yes. move
4: on.
0: Game four.
3: Uh, this game was developed by two students at the University of Washington. Um, they started developing it as sophomores, and back then it was a tower defense game, which its final product is not a tower, tower defense
0: Hmm.
3: Uh, just quick, by the way, that last song is called Double Fucking Rainbow. So, that's fun. (laughs) You said Double Fucking Rainbow? Yeah. Nice.
1: I feel even more confident in my answer now. I do too,
3: actually. Alright, let's see, uh... Johnny says, Crispin Glover is a pretty cool guy. That's, That's not wrong. Um... And Prince of Persia Sands of time from David. That is incorrect. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, it is a risk Risk of rain. Risk of rain. We don't have a sound for, like...
1: Everybody losing?
3: Yeah, I thought... That, John usually
2: has the game over sound. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. I was, <clears throat> that's
3: why I was game awkwardly silent over. for a second. Because I was waiting for some this, sort of sound cue. That's all I got. And then... HOT TAKE! <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Great. So, so Risk um, of Rain? Yeah, this game is... It's I love it. It's a, it's a PC game. Well, I think it's on a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, it's on um, uh, when, uh, PS4 and PS Vita. So, um, it's a... It is multiplayer too, but it's mostly a single-player game. And it's cool. It's sci-fi, and what it is, is a uh, uh, the time element in the game is really cool. What it is, is the longer you play the game, the harder it gets. So, like, there's, like, this, like, time thing and algorithm deal that we're, like... So, like, every five minutes, like, it ticks up, and then more creatures start spawning, or different types of creatures start spawning. Sometimes boss creatures will just spawn out of nowhere. You know, it so it just... You got, and uh, as you kill enemies, you get gold and experience, so you can level your dude up and buy things that you find on the um in the in the stage. And so you're kind of thinking, is like, do I want to just get through this, or do I want to farm a bunch of stuff to get really powerful? So it's a tricky thing, and uh, the graphics are really cool. It's like a like a sprite, very sprite based. It's one of those indie games that tries to capture the retro style. But also add something new to it, which I think is like the, a good mix, you know. Because anyone can make a Mario game, you know. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> Jesse, they That's can't anyone. because yes. they, get, they
2: tend to get sued when that happens.
3: <laughs> well, there's Mario Maker. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> but so, like, also with this game, like, when you first play it, there's just one character. But after that uh, you unlock more characters and they all have different abilities and stuff. And so some of the characters are good with long-range weapons, some characters are melee, so you have to fight differently And um, depending on how you play it. And it's always kind of different, the setup, it's kind of like, a, I guess a roguelite? I'm not sure, I don't, don't want to upset Johnny because hes he might get upset with me calling something a roguelite that's not a roguelite. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those games. Um, when you die, you know, game over, you know. So you gotta watch your health and stuff, and level up, and it, it's a real cool game. It's usually on on sale on Steam a lot. Um, it's oh, not it very really expensive. Cool. It, it's probably like a, about a ten or twenty dollar game. But it's yeah. it's worth it. It's well, ever since I get got it, I've I've played it. You know, every couple of Months, so I go back to it. I think I've only actually beaten it once. Because it's pretty, it gets pretty hard. But the way I beat it was kind of cheap. Because you can find these drones and repair them. And so I had found like, like, ten drones. And these things do different things. Some of them are like firing missiles. Some of them are healing me. So I just send my drones in to like, fight the bosses and hang back and heal myself. And it's kind of cheap, but I beat it, so fuck you, game. ha. <laughs> Now, does it
1: just use time that the game is played, or does it incorporate real-world time? Like, you say you keep going back to it every couple months. Does that add on to it,
3: or well, no, like, no, no, are no, you no. going to
1: put the game down for six weeks, come back, and just be decimated instantly?
3: No, because, like, you can't, like, save or anything. You play this game, and when you're playing it, that's how long you're going to be playing is it. for, you know, oh, and, right. uh, so... Like the longer you play it, the harder it gets, and like it gets hard quick. Like you start noticing a difference, you know, pretty quick. It's uh, it escalates. Nice. And like like it's it's one death, game over. So like, you know, as soon as you die, you gotta start over.
2: I like I like games that do that. I feel like not enough games do that anymore. You know, most games nowadays, you get to restore from a save point or something and try again. I like the game so it's just like nope, you're done
3: now. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> yeah, like this game like as soon as you spawn, you better be ready to start fighting stuff cuz these things start spawning right on top of you and then it just gets harder and you know. But once you start getting more powerful, you know, it it's the bosses are only the thing you have to worry about cuz there's some pretty crazy bosses. The the fucking lava world, that level is really hard and uh 'Cause pretty much everything is trying to kill you in that stage. It's it's crazy. Um so would you say it's like the Dark Souls of Steam? Um maybe Dark Souls y I, I don't know. It's not Dark Soulsy enough, I don't think. Like it's it's hard and it does get difficulty, but like I don't know, Dark Souls is more of a uh like you learn your lesson uh kind of thing with you if you keep failing like you you figure out okay around that corner there's going to be a skeleton with a battle axe you know so now next time I go over there this game is more of a there are too many fucking enemies on screen and I just can't kill them all and now if they're killing me I'm dead you know
1: so it's less of a trial and error and more of a fuck you
3: yeah more of a you know you better have something to handle this well cool. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a I love it. It's a good game. It looks it's pretty. The music is really cool. Um No, I was I was looking it up and yeah, it seems like that it
1: seems, it looks like pixel art, but it's not like specifically retro pixel art. It's just using pixel art as an art style, which is pretty cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Neat. John?
2: Yeah, I don't really have a lot uh, to add to it. Uh, you know, I was looking this up on Wikipedia, we were talking, and I saw that it was released for Linux, so I'm pretty pretty jazzed to uh, buy this and play on one of my Linux machines.
3: John is oh, yeah, officially on board. Yep. I forgot to mention it was on Linux. Yeah. Right, so I did read that, and I was like, oh, I wonder if Johnny's played this on Linux. But See, now you, should have, now.
1: you should have led with that, and then John would have been engaged the entire conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. If, if you Damn. when you if if you could bring up Linux, you should bring up Linux. That's how you keep me happy. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, Linux.
2: <laughs> did somebody say Linux? <laughs> Push on <up> my glasses. <laughs>
1: so, is that all That's of it. our games? That is our games. I
2: think it's about time to turn on the calculating computer. All right. Sweet. Let's see here. Where did I put the computer?
0: Calculating. Computer activated. Beeps.
4: As John's trivia said, a diddling scandal. Got <laughs> away.
0: Scoring complete. This game's winner is
3: Jesse Moore. Hey! Yeah, go Jesse. Awesome. Yeah. Only reason I won because uh, John's not here. <laughs>
1: No, you won because you did the best job, and you picked an awesome game with awesome music, and you got the most points.
3: Well, I can't argue that
1: <laughs> so uh do you have a theme in mind for next week?
3: Well, I feel like you know it's the weather's starting to warm up, and I don't know if you've noticed there's a couple big movies out now and that are be coming out soon um so what about movie games? Ooh, damn it. I just used so, one. Not a good one, though. but.
1: <laughs> games based on movies or games about making movies?
3: I mean, I guess you could do both if you really want to use Beautiful Joe that bad. What about games that got made into movies? Or
1: do they have to be um, more based on the movie? Don, we've already used Super Mario Brothers. You can't bring it back.
2: What about movie? What about a game that got turned into a movie that got turned back into a game? <laughs> There's one. Sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so movie games. Awesome. <laughs>
1: no
2: movie games. We all
1: know what John's gonna pick now.
3: <laughs> all right. Well. God, now uh, I'm
1: worried. Did that, did that have a soundtrack?
3: Oh, Is there, there a Ready about, Player One game yet?
1: Who... I was just wondering about the game, the the movie, the game. If that had a soundtrack, and if you pick it, oh, so my God.
2: We'll see what happens. So, um, David, do you want to bring this thing home?
1: Yeah, I was just about to see if anybody else wanted to, but I will be more than happy to bring this home. Uh, starting off by saying, John, why don't you uh, tell everybody about our Patreon?
2: Hey, if you visit patreon.com slash you can get access to fun exclusives that we put up every once in a while. Um, we have a fairly recent episode of GTT Gems up there. We cover music from games of 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago. I don't know why I said that in that order. That's not right. Uh, and some games from today. Uh, the most recent episode covers April. Uh, at some point, we're going to have to make one for May. I think this is something we're going to try to start doing uh, monthly. Uh and if you uh pledge you just have to pledge five bucks a month or more to get access to that, and if you put hit our superfan tier producer, you get special uh you get to think on the show. Wow, this is gonna be fucking terrible. I'm so sorry, John. Uh so a special thank you to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are pretty kick-ass. And in addition to patreon.com slash game that tune, you should go to game. GameThatTune.com, and we'll have links to all our things on there, uh, including YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, uh, our fairly new Discord, which is pretty fun. We've got uh, uh, some bot integration with our Discord, so while we're streaming, you can get access. To, you can see like the comments from YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook in real time. You see see them at the same time as we do. You don't have to wait for them to pop up on the you know video you're watching. So that's kind of cool. And there's an audio stream simulcast in there, so you know you can pull up your Discord like on your phone at work or something
1: like that and kind of listen on the sly um also make sure to check out youtube.com slash game that tune for gtt radio our 24 7 live stream video game radio service which the patreon helps pay for and is basically run by john so thank you john for that oh you're welcome <laughs> and if you want to thank john himself you can dm him at twitter what is your handle john at jpreganjr and if you want to chat with the rest of us, you can get me on Twitter at DFDFleming. You can get John Harrington at JGangsta187. You can always send us those requests, slide into our DMs uh, at Game that Tune, Or you can talk to tonight's winner, Jesse Moore, on Twitter at
3: Sega underscore Legend.
1: And you are the winner. You got the bonus tunes. Jesse, what are you taking us out with?
3: Well, I didn't expect to win, so I didn't pick any bonus tunes. So I'm going to use my powers to pick uh, David's bonus tunes.
1: Uh, since I won last week, I didn't think I would need a bonus tune, so oh, I right. didn't use it. Okay, so, so Johnny's
3: Johnny. bonus tunes. This
1: is
2: a fucking mess. It's a good thing I picked <laughs> bonus tunes about a minute ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I looked Please the be scuffed. But we have bonus tunes. So, tonight we are going out with one of my favorite tracks from a game featuring time travel. This is You Can Do Anything, a.k.a. Toot Toot Sonic Warrior from Sonic the Hedgehog CD.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah. Good night, everybody.
0: Heaven. stay alive!
1: Splitters is copyright Free Radical Design and Ados, 2000. Back to the Future 2 and 3 is copyright LJN Toys Limited, 1990. Mr. Driller Drill Spirits is copyright Namco Limited, 2004. Risk of Rain is copyright Chucklefish Limited, 2013.
4: David, I'm glad you're back on the podcast. I don't like the idea of you rattling around your amiibo-filled apartment all by yourself. We all need family. Game That Tune is yours, maybe more so than mine. I've been on my own since I was 18. I never really fit in anywhere, even in the VGM podcast fans group. My faith's in people, I guess. People that like fun sequels. And I'm happy to say that, for the most part, they haven't let me down. Which is why I can't let them down either. I know I hurt you, David. I guess I thought by not talking sooner with you about your hot take that I was sparing you, but I can see now that I was really sparing myself. And I'm sorry. Hopefully one day you can understand. I wish we agreed on Super Mario Galaxy 2. I really do. I know you're doing what you believe in, and that's all any of us can do. That's all any of us should. So no matter what, I promise you, if you need me, I'll be there. Hey, wait a minute! This episode ran really fucking short. You need me right now. All right, uh, I'm hitting game five.
0: Game five.
4: So this game was intended to be a launch title for a new system, and its character was designed to be a mascot for said system. But since the game didn't make it to launch for the system, and also due to lukewarm reception for the game in general, uh, a different character from a different launch game became the de facto mascot for this game's system. So, that was uh, some classic uh, Harrington cryptic trivia for you. I'll fill in the blanks. Uh, This game was meant to be a launch title for the Microsoft Xbox, but it didn't release at launch. Uh, Its character was supposed to be a mascot for the system, but since it didn't make it to launch, and because people weren't a big fan of this game, Master Chief became the de facto mascot of the Xbox. So, since I'm recording this by myself, there's no one here to guess... I'm going to guess that by now you've figured out this is Blink's The Time Sweeper for the Microsoft Xbox. I thought this was a launch title, but it wasn't. It uh, was advertised around the time of launch, but it actually took almost an entire year for this game to come out. Um, Nobody ever fucking played this game, to my knowledge. Uh, I remember thinking, oh, that looks kind of cool, and then thinking for a second, wait a minute, now hold on, that looks like like a cat with a Luigi's Mansion vacuum and, like, a DVD control motif, so I don't really know what's going on in this game. Uh, and I didn't have an Xbox at the time, so I never bothered finding out. But, um... You know, I think this game could have done well if it had launched on the GameCube, or if it had somehow been able to keep, uh, the Microsoft... or, not the Microsoft, fucking the Sega Dreamcast alive. Because, uh, the guy that directed this game was the... Uh, hold on, I had his name. Um... It was uh, directed by Naoto Oshima, who is the character designer for Sonic the Hedgehog, and for Knights, also for Burning Rangers. You know, the guy, he uh, was ousted from Sonic Team right before this, uh, you know, as this game was being made, and this was his response. And, you know, it's got Sonic Team kind of written all over it. So, I think if it was on, uh, on a different system, you know, and it had made it at launch like this could have been like the Luigi's Mansion of the launch titles you know but instead it was on Xbox and everybody was playing Halo and nobody gave a fuck about Blinks so uh yeah that's the long and short of it nobody cares about Blinks he's a cute forgotten cat with a vacuum and DVD controls to uh, solve puzzles you know uh it would have been really cool if they could have made this work uh, there was a sequel in 2004, Master of Time and Space. By then, no one cared, and uh, yeah, it's uh, just kind of lost to time. But uh, yeah, um, this is your boy John Harrington coming in after the after the show ends. You know, proving that I am the master of time and space, and hopefully, I'll be able to get back on the show soon. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I guess that's it. We're going out with Blink the Time Sweeper. Peace out, y'all. Blink's The Time Sweeper is copied 2002 Microsoft Corporation. And, uh, David, I know you wish you could have played the Captain America role in that little bit that we were doing earlier, but deal with it. I'll be back soon.
1: I will never upload a GIF into the Discord chat again, I promise. <laughs> wow. Best episode yet. God. Sorry about this, whoever ends up editing.